On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks bounce back in a huge way. How did the Mavericks get a game three win? How did the defense just change night and day? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow is subscribe and leave a comment below. Comment. Go comment. Let's go, Mavs. Go comment. Ha- Actually, here we go. Happy birthday, CP. Go comment. Happy birthday, CP. Go comment. Happy birthday, CP. Here and on uh, on Locked On Suns. Go comment. Go Mavs. Comment. Happy birthday, CP. <laughs> Whatever you guys got to do. And joining me, as always, letting it ride, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The carpool person, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The Mavs are alive. Ah. Let's go. The series has started. Mavs have won. No one's won on the the road yet. The series hasn't started yet. It doesn't start until somebody wins on the road. (laughs) Suns didn't get that win on the road. Dallas Mavericks get the win. We're letting it ride today. Letting it ride. Happy birthday to Chris Paul. Happy birthday to the best. Happy birthday, CP. (laughs) Uh, happy birthday to the best 37-year-old uh, NBA player in Chris Paul. Good night. Dallas Mavericks win 100 Dallas Mavericks win 103 to 94. Jalen Brunson shows up in a massive way. The Mavericks JB. defense shows up in an incredible way holding the Suns under 100 points and just 94 points and to 106.8 offensive rating after the 144 point offensive rating they had in game 2. Just incredible. Just incredible overall. And honestly, you and I were on here after game two. And I was on with um I was on with Brendan Clean for the crossover yesterday. And I just I had no hope. I just had no like what was the adjustment they were gonna make. And I got on the crossover and Brendan and I were trying to go back and forth. And you know, he's a pretty good basketball mind. And we were like, what's the adjustment? Like, what do they do? What's the change? And my 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 thing was, they just have to play better defense. <laughs> like literally, that's the thing they have to do. They just have to be better overall. Don't foul and play better defense. And honestly, that was the thing that kept them in this game because even through the first quarter, the, the Mavericks didn't go down 0-9 again. <laughs> they didn't go down you know nine to zero to start the game, which is positive. But even the shots that the Suns were getting when it was like nine three or something like that, the Suns were taking their lead early. The shots that the Suns were getting were tough. Booker was making some tough shots early. He had those two shots that he made early in the game. And the Mavs were forcing him to take some some tougher shots. In this game, the Suns only shot 10 of 31 from the mid-range. They made a bunch of threes, but they they didn't take a ton of them. They only took 28 threes. And they only took 17 shots at the rim. It was just the Mavs were, were, were kind of forcing them to play the game that they normally that the Mavs normally try to do with their defense. And this game, it just worked. The story of the game was at the rim or in the paint. Let's just say in the paint. Um, yeah. 
Phoenix, 16 of 36 of field goals in the paint. Like, they missed 20 shots in the paint. You go across the boards of Dallas in that. Dallas made 25 shots in the paint. They were 25 of 41. They attempted 41 shots in the paint. You know, Kevin O'Connor, uh, I think that's the story of the game. The story of the game for me, for Dallas's side, is you attacked. You attack, attack, attack. Yeah. The amount of times we're up in the press box and John, John and Charks and I are going back and forth. Brunson would drive in he, and we just look at attack, attack, attack. Like you just, you got to keep attacking. Kevin O'Connor after the game had it, you know, put a, a good tweet out. He said, Jalen Brunson drove through the basket 26 times in game three. He only had, only had 23 combined in games one and game two. That's the story right there. That was the how do how, how do we change some things up? How do we get Brunson more involved? And it's them getting into the paint, scoring the basketball, points in the paint battle tonight. Dallas 50, Phoenix 32. Like that's the game. That that's what decided this entire game. And shout out to, you know, Phoenix having DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> so, well, Jalen Brunson, Mavs lost the rebounding battle by the way. Just oh, wanted to point that out. Leave that one yeah. there. Um, Jalen Brunson took seven shots in the first quarter. I mean, they were coming out of the game, and they said, all right, we're going to design some of these. We're going to assign some of these possessions. Design or assign, either way, these possessions for Jalen Brunson. They were so intentional. You could tell that Luca would pass off to Brunson and be like, all right, it's your turn. You you cook, right? I, I got to save my legs. I got I to gotta be ready for the fourth quarter. And Jalen Brunson, you got to get going. And so it's not like they even ran plays for him. They just kind of were like, all right, this is your time right now. And what Jalen Brunson was able to do was he he bullied Devin Booker a little bit. He's str- I think he's stronger than Devin Booker like because Brunson's stockier. And so he was able to get a body into him. And they were trying to you know draw fouls and all kinds of things. And Jalen Brunson was able to play his game a little bit, get his stop in the – like his – jump stop kind of thing where he throws the ball up or takes a jumper or things like that. And that was finally going for him. He had, he couldn't get anything going in the first two games. And in this game, they intentionally went to him and he was able to make it happen. And that was, that's a huge big difference for this game. De- J- Jalen Brunson led the Mavs in scoring 28 points, had five assists. Uh, nobody on the Suns even had 20 points. So Jalen Brunson was outscoring you know, everybody on the other team. We talked about, um, where in the hierarchy, if you had, say take Luca number one overall, if you're going to draft from these two teams, how 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 many sons do you take before you take Jalen Brunson? And according to this game, Jalen Brunson rose up the the ladder a little bit. Mm. Uh, just just looking at this game, we were we were saying before, how does he get there? Well, he gets there by being aggressive. He gets there by you know converting these shots, and he did it in this game. That's the thing. Game one, game two. You know, there were at least four four Suns players that outplayed him, at least. For sure, at least. And for Dallas to have a shot, you know, obviously tonight he outplayed, you know, almost, you want to make the argument he outplayed all Everybody except for Jay Crowder, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. um, but you don't necessarily need him to outplay all the, all the Suns guys, no. but you at least need him to be up further that ladder a little bit of, yeah. you know, three or four on that list instead of five or six. But Brunson, you know, I, I thought... You know, obviously Dallas went into this game. You know, it was I was on two pods ago uh, talking about Luca's you know fourth quarter and you know Luca struggled a little bit in that last game. So going into this game, one of the questions I had was, how's Dallas going to try to preserve his energy to where it doesn't look like that in the fourth? 
And I thought they did two things early on, two things in the first quarter, first half, really, that I thought preserved his energy. It was one, getting Brunson more involved, yep. running more plays through, through him, getting having him attack. Even some of the shots that Brunson was taking in the paint, they weren't really great shots sometimes. It was no. just like, but it, but it's kind of like the, I don't even know what the phrasing is of this, of like the... Um, He's got to get his rhythm somehow by attrition. Just like, just take it like war of attrition, right? Like, sure. Yes. Just, <laughs> just take it. Even if it's a bad shot, it, it at least shows some type of like, it's a different look to the offense and it's preserving Luca a little bit. And then the second thing is they got, we'll talk more about Lucas game, but they got Luca in the post and yes. you preserve Luca's energy more in the post compared to 30 feet out. ISO it out or high pick and roll and you just got to like create something from the perimeter type thing. I thought those two things helped preserve, you know, some energy from for Luca. They really did. Coming up, let's get into Luca's game a little bit. Talk about how Luca was able to be as effective as he was even though he didn't score 40. He didn't score 35. How was Luca able to uh to win this game and help the Mavs win this game? We'll talk about that. Coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. After a game where you just go 40 minutes, balls to the wall, you need to re-energize with some, some protein bars. Check it out. Built Bar, you have to look at the website a ton. You have to keep checking back because they always have new flavors. They got a couple of uh, new granola bars. I haven't tried those yet, but I'm, I'm interested in trying them. Churro puffs are always really good. That's a bar covered in 100% chocolate with with uh, marshmallow in the middle of it. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar. Go check it out. Built.com. The promo code is LOCKED15. Get 15% off your entire order at Built.com. <laughs> All right, Isaac. We talked about Jalen Brunson, talked about the Mavs defense a little bit. We'll talk about that a little more later. But Luka Doncic, just 26 points, just, just 26 points, 13 rebounds, three of them on the offensive end, which were big, nine assists. He had two steals, and he was a plus uh, team high plus 20 in the game. Luka had a, a, an odd game, I think, in this one, but he was able to stay effective. They, they needed all 26 of those points. They needed... Those rebounds from Luca, those rebounds were were big and in traffic a lot of the time. And those two steals were big too. Dorian Finney Smith after the game was talking about how um, you know, Luca set the tone early. That, you know, Luca was diving on some loose balls and Luca was trying to get, you know, the 50-50 balls and things like that. And Dorian Finney Smith after the game said, When your star player is doing that, when he's the one out mm. there doing it, it sets the tone for the rest of the team. And I thought that that was huge. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. You know, in him, you know, you look at it that fourth quarter and he only had three points in the fourth and they still won. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's the type of stuff that, you know, when we talk about help for Luca of how many games are, how many playoff games are they winning when Luca scores three points in the fourth quarter? I would say, you know, you would go into saying probably not, a, not a ton, but they did. And that's the type of stuff you you have to get from the supporting cast. You have to get from a Jalen Brunson that he can have a, you know, a, a, I hate saying mediocre game, you know, but for his for Luca, for Luca, yeah, like yeah. relevant to who Luca is and what he's been. Yeah, because I mean, he, he still only shot 28 you know percent from three tonight. Um, I love that the fact that Reggie and Dorian both shot over 10 threes tonight. Like that's huge. They have to. And, 
But but I love going back to that point I made a little bit ago of them getting him into the post, I thought was a, a brilliant move of not just preserving the energy, but also that's another way for them to get him into the paint. You know, they were talking about, I think it was Brunson post game was talking about, you know, he brings so much gravity to the team of even when he doesn't have the ball, yes, he has yep. gravity on the floor, especially when he gets into the paint. Well, it's not always just an ISO for him to get into the paint. Like he can also post up and that's where he was hitting some guys, you know, when he was getting doubled in the, you know, in the post and stuff. So I thought it was a, a good, you know, just looking and, at his fourth quarter. And they were, when they were posting him up, they were going in, they were, they were attacking Chris Paul. Like Luca, yeah. anytime that Luca could get Chris Paul on him, he would post him up. Right. Like there's that, that crazy play where Chris Paul was like, you know, flopping around and Luca oh, was okay. doing the, the head motion thing. Uh, and it was the offensive foul, but it was that it's cause that play happened a bunch. They, they did that a whole bunch of times and they were trying to take advantage of that matchup. Yeah, and you know, Devin Booker, I, I think anytime Booker's on him, just take Booker to the post. Like, I mean, yeah. he was just going right through him. Uh, you know, I, I read this, you know, this piece of I think it's the Suns SB Nation uh piece earlier in the bright day. Called, yeah, yeah, that that. And um not white side, bright side. Bright side of and, the sun. Um but they were basically it was basically an, an article saying the Luca rules. Like Phoenix is rolling out the Luca rules right now uh, against Luca, you know, and and a nod back to, you know, bad boys, Pistons, Michael Jordan stuff back in the day, the Jordan rules, but they broke it down of kind of like what Phoenix is doing against Luca and kind of their game plan is, Hey, first quarter, just, uh, just ISO it out. Let, let ISO defense, it, you know, don't bring help. Don't bring doubles. Let Mikel kind of do his thing. Let Luca kind of do his thing. Cook a little bit. Third quarter starts, bring, you know, bring the blitz, bring the doubles, try to wear him down a little bit more. And then the fourth quarter, just attack him defensively over and over again. I was a little, so, so I was watching that and then I was, you know, specifically watching for the fourth of saying, how are they going to attack him? Because we made a lot, we made a huge deal about that. And rightfully so. I still stand by all of my comments. I don't give a crap what, anyway, but I still stand by that. And I was watching this fourth quarter and I thought he did a better job. In, in the fourth quarter day. Definitely. They, they also missed shots because there were times that they were bringing him up and targeting him and, you know, time after time in the fourth two, and they were getting open shots. They just missed them. But I thought Dallas, they had to think of some ways to preserve some of his energy in the fourth. And it was like the combination of he had more energy, they missed the shots, and also Phoenix kind of like leaned away from it a little bit. I, it kind of surprised me that they didn't go at it more. Even when he was in foul trouble, I didn't think that they yeah. were they were going after Luca as much. And honestly, some of Luca's fouls that were called against him were dumb. Yes, that the Crowder one made no sense oh, uh, at all. I mean, so there's dumb. some weird ones, but. He was in foul trouble because he was being more aggressive on defense. Like because he was yeah. trying, he was up in guys' faces. He was trying out there. He was diving on loose balls. Like he was doing all that stuff that you want him to do. He had a couple steals, and that was a, a big thing. And Jason Kidd called him out. Like Jason Kidd called out his mm. defense, and the head coach goes in front of the media and everybody and calls out. I think that's only the second time that we've heard Jason Kidd call out Luca. And by the way, it is the the second time. The first time was earlier in the year when. He called him out for hanging his head, and you know when they were missing threes and and and, yeah. you know, and arguing with the refs and things like that with fouls. There, that was a whole thing early in the year. Um, did we ever hear Rick Carlisle do that ever? Call out Luka Doncic? Publicly? Uh, I don't know about publicly. Right. Like yeah. I don't know if we ever heard that, and whether he thought that that was a good thing or not, but. It shows you the the relationship between Luca and Kid that that Kid felt comfortable enough to be able to do that, and 
that he only picks his spots. Like Jason Kidd, usually when he talks to the media, he just can't. Sometimes I think he just goes up there and makes things up. He's just like, yeah, you know, that was that was good. We, we got to get better. You know, we got a basketball play player. Defense. Yeah, he's a basketball player. Um, things like that. He just goes up and he's like, good morning, Isaac. <laughs> he had a question. <laughs> he had the answer pregame. Somebody asked him about, you know, defending Chris Paul. He's like, yeah, our bigs are going to get a chance to guard him. Our smalls, even our mediums are going to get a chance to guard. I'm like, what? <laughs> Happy birthday, CP. But he picked that spot to call out Luca and he felt like it was necessary and felt like it was a moment where he like Luca needed that little extra motivation, that little extra like push. And there's a re I mean, <laughs> and it seemed to have worked in this game. He stepped up defensively and the Mavericks overall were just so much better defensively in this game, like calling out yeah. rotation. The rotations were so much better in this game. Uh, the Suns only shot 28 threes. They took a bunch of mid-range stuff, which is what the Mavs defense tries to get you to do. They try to run you off the three-point line like they did with the Jazz, and they try to get you in that mid-range stuff. And then when you're in the mid-range, they try to contest as much as they can by flying around. And and uh, you have to be so interconnected with this Mavs defense. And I felt like they were. And I felt like Luka was talking on defense. Obviously, you had the bench talking on defense. The bench talking on defense so much they cost the franchise $25,000. But... They're there and they're probably about to get fined again. You know, okay, let me, I, I gotta say something about this. So they get that fine. So, and okay, so before, before game three, it came down from the NBA league office. The Mavericks, as an organization, were getting, five, tw getting fined $25,000 because of bench decorum. Was it decorum? What was the, what was the actual phrase? Yeah, I think that was the phrase, yeah. Yeah, like bench decorum or something because the Mavs bench was was too far out on the court or because they were all, you know, yeah, all yeah. standing and all kinds of stuff like that. And, uh, and yeah, so that happened before the game. And Jason, so, Jason Kidd had a comment about it before the game as well. Yeah, he did. Basically saying, hey, we got more things to worry about, all right? We and don't need said, to be worried about these Yeah, guys. the NBA shouldn't be worried about that. And we got we got fined for cheering on our team is basically <laughs> what Kidd said. Um, but you know what? You know, I was putting some two and two together tonight. Of like, oh, okay. I know why y'all got fined. So it's in the first, it's in the first half. I want to say first quarter. It was very early in the game. And... Mavericks hit a, hit a big shot. Suns call timeout. Theo and them are like, you know, excited, greeting the players. And Monty in the it was more. It was like Devin Booker, some of the Suns players. They're like at mid court, pointing at Pinson and them, and pointing to the refs. They're complaining about like they're. It, it was so obvious that they were making such a big deal about them being on the floor, and it just all hit my head. I'm like, y'all complained. Like this is why they got fined. Because obviously this isn't reporter anything. I'm like, y'all, like, there's why would you whine about it on the floor? You know, you're obviously whining about it now because you whined about it to the league office, and that's why they got fined. Like, anyway, that's my conspiracy theory that uh, <laughs> that the Suns filed their, a complaint on it and uh, got them fined, and because you know it just it carried over into the game. There, somebody's, man. somebody's hanging out with somebody from the league office and they're like hey uh you know have you noticed that probably not no it, it's probably a call said oh these guys were on the floor and all this stuff I'm like all right come on coming up let's talk about what are the things we saw in game three that were different what adjustments did they make what are what are the things that, that got the mavericks to win We'll talk about that and more and give some more shout outs and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines around sports. Kentucky Derby. You can check that out as well. Let's, let's go. See, let's see if they change the odds on this series. Yet. Most oh, exciting two minutes in sports. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they took down Mavs Suns, the series odds. They don't have that on yet. Do they have the game yet? Nope, they don't have the game. But you can check out some of the other series. Celtics, minus 135 favorite against the Bucks. The Warriors, minus 350 against the Grizzlies. I don't know if those teams will ever play again. Like, I guess they will, but they haven't played for like three days. It's dumb. Sixers Heat. The Heat are still a minus 400 favorite after that Sixers win with Joel Embiid back. So all kinds of stuff on Bet Online. There's series props. There's NBA draft stuff. Everything you can check out. Bet Online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac. We've been talking about Luka Doncic. We talked about the Mavs defense. We talked about Luka Doncic and his game. Uh, the other guys that need big shouts in this game are the three and D dudes, right? Like Reggie Bullock with the, the injured rib at halftime and everything Dorian Vinny Smith and Maxi Kleba. Those three guys were huge, had 14 or 15 points each. We're playing great defense. Maxi played 33 minutes. Both of Reggie and Dorian played 40, 42 minutes. It, those guys, they all had three steals. Actually, Maxi had three blocks instead of three steals. But those guys were so massive for this team. Luca credited them and said that Bullock and Finney Smith are the leaders of the defense, and they were such a big part of this win. But those guys to be able to stay in the game. Dorian had foul trouble in game two. He only played 20 minutes. So for him to play his full complement of minutes was massive for this team. But those three guys, I think, just they they mean so much to this Mavericks team. And I was driving home from the game. This is so stupid, but I was driving home from the game going. I don't think the Mavericks win that game if Lowry Markin is playing Maxi Kleba's minutes. <laughs> what made you mar- think of Markin? <laughs> because there was that rumor. Bef- there was that rumor before the season that they were thinking about trading Maxi for Markin, and there was a bunch uh, of Mavs fans that were like, "You have to do that. Why did they not do that? So stupid!" And it's just like this is these are the moments. Like you have to have playoff players, and the Mavericks are they're even low on playoff players right now. But Maxi yeah. is one of them, and they needed everything he brought in this game. Max is so huge for this team. You know, they're basically just spot starting Dwight right now. And, you know, we were talking before this yeah. pod that, you know, the way to, a way to look about uh, how the Mavericks, you know, kind of roll out their minutes is, okay, who can burn some minutes? Like, it's not yeah, that you want to up. play. That's yeah, it. it's not that you want to play Dwight Powell. Like, they're seeing the same numbers we are. He's not He's not having a good series. This isn't a series for him. But you, you can't play Maxi 40 minutes. He just can't hold up that well. So, you got to find somebody like Dwight. Can you burn 10 minutes? Can you make it serviceable 10 minutes? And he did. He, he burned those 10 minutes tonight. He was a plus two, but <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. We, we, I got I got to drop for that. This is a positive world. We'll take the positive. He was plus two. <laughs> um, That's the and, end of that and, drop, by the way. I always stop it in the middle. And you know, the other, the other thing, uh, you know, we joked after game one. I think I think it's kind of ironic because we joked like, "Hey, can can Josh and Dwight play in the series?" And yeah, uh, that was a real no. thing. <laughs> um, and you know, we this is one of the things we've been clamoring for is Frank playing over Josh, the French and, Prince. And it happened. You know, and once again, it's not that you're like dying to play Frank Nelikina. It's no. can you burn some some of these minutes? Like we have to have somebody log some minutes and, and not man, hurt the Mavs, right? And yes. not hurt them. Yes, and and I know the plus minus stuff doesn't show Frank Nilakina's like impact in this game, but I thought he played better defense than Josh. I thought he made better yes. decisions than Josh. Yes. Like I just 
right now, there's no reason why Josh plays over Frank again this series, unless there's a hurt injury. There's a stat going around that Devin Booker, when guarded by Frank Nilakina, was <laughs> one of eight with six turnovers. That's not a correct stat. So if you see that anywhere, it's just when Frank's on the floor. But when Frank was on the floor, Devin Booker went one of eight with six turnovers. Like, yeah, Frank guarded Devin Booker a lot when he was on the floor. It wasn't every single possession, but. That's notable. Like that's notable that he held his own a little bit there. He's long. He can, you know, he's played in the NBA. He's a better defender than Josh. He is. Yes. He's yeah. played in the NBA for like what? He's he's he was in Dennis's draft. Like he's, he's yeah. been in the NBA for longer than Luca has. And so he's he's What is that the same Dennis that you have a top shot? <laughs> I do have a top shot of Dennis. Okay. I didn't know if that was the same one. <laughs> I do have one. <laughs> um, but that experience matters. He's just been in the league longer. He's played minutes more or played more minutes, whatever you want to word that. But yeah, but yeah I just thought like that was important. Davis burned a couple of minutes. He didn't, you know, he didn't really do anything. He just had a couple of fouls. But Davis's bigger moment was talking his stuff to Devin Booker because Devin Booker didn't. I mean, he went back and forth with that Mavs bench tonight, especially late in the game. And he he like went. It was Bertans that he went after one time, and it was. <laughs> I was surprised Booker didn't get a tech for his interaction with the bench tonight. Yeah, you got to you get you got to notice it, and the refs in this game didn't notice a t- didn't notice a lot of things. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I, I asked. I, funny? Asked, I asked Brendan Clean real quick. I just I asked Brendan Clean. I was like, "What did you think about the refing in this game?" Because it felt like I was seeing online that a lot of Suns fans were complaining about it. Obviously, a lot of Mavs you follow fans Suns are, fans. <laughs> a lot of. <laughs> Um, that a lot of Mavs fans were, were complaining about the fouls, obviously with Lucas fouls and all that, and just the not they just aren't calling body fouls on Luca, but then they're also yeah. calling body fouls on on when Devin Booker's on offense and Chris Paul's on offense. Um, like you look at the discrepancy between points in the paint, and you look at the discrepancy between free throws at one point in the game. You're like that doesn't really make any sense, but uh, yeah. he didn't think it. He didn't think it affected the game too much. He felt like it was just weird. Uh, I, I tend to agree, but I mean the Mavs had 41 shots in the paint and they only attempted 13 free throws, and two of those free throws were off techs. And and like Luca and Brunson so, were, were were getting into the body of some of these guys. Like it was yeah. they weren't just like taking these like you know Dirk fades where the guy doesn't even touch you. <laughs> like yeah. they were really getting physical. Yeah, what yeah. Was your, so what was your funny thing? Oh no, it was just somebody on Twitter called Booker K Mark Kobe, and <laughs> I just thought it was kind of. Because here's my thing with Booker. He is so dang talented, and we were bragging on before this pod of like, I think he's got better passing. I think he's got all, better all across uh, the board. D- defense. He is a he's a stud in this league. It's just he carries himself like he's won a couple scoring titles and a couple rings. And it's like, bro, you you made like all rookie team and you you had one like playoff run. But he he's a dang good basketball player. But that's the only thing. It's like I don't dislike this like Suns team. I don't hate the Suns team. It's just. Now, but now I'm like three games in saying, dang, like Booker, you really think you're like big time. I honestly think that that works against him, especially in a game like this, like that Suns team, they have so much confidence and they should, they're an incredibly good team. You know, the map, the Suns could come out and blow the maps out in game four. Right. Yeah. They're, they're incredibly good, but they, they just wait around. They, they wait around for the fourth quarter and they just expect that they're going to be able to take over at certain points. And, uh, and I think that that, that arrogance, like that, that works against you in the playoffs sometime because you got to be on your game in the playoffs because every team is trying hard. Everybody's putting in effort. And so if you take your foot off the gas a little bit and you think, oh, well, it's fine. We're down 18. We, we can come back. And they did come back. And I was worried until like, until like a minute 40 or something like that when I realized yeah. the Mavs were going to win. But it just felt like they were waiting for their fourth quarter run to come. And then 
you know, there was some foul stuff here and there. And the, Monty Williams kept the substitution patterns the, the normal way. Like they didn't, they didn't change anything substitution wise. Well, they, they threw out a lineup at the beginning of the second quarter or the third quarter. It was campaign, Chris Paul and Shamit. Yeah. And it's like, they, what, what's going on? They didn't, I mean, they didn't really try to change, change too much. They wanted to just play those guys. They had multiple lineups out there where, where it was just like one of Chris Paul, Devin Booker or Aiton in the game. And, yeah. uh, and, and yeah, so they, they didn't change much and they just felt like they were, all right, we, we can come back and get in this game. And I think, I think that arrogance worked against them because the Mavs were, the Mavs <laughs> were playing like their season was on the line and it was, it absolutely yeah. was on the line in that. So I think um, Ryan Rosillo, you know, tweeted out in the fourth, he's like, this is like an all time effort showing right here for sure. uh, from, from Dallas. And it, they, they just had to have a chance. They had to have this game. Like this was, yes. we, we just said it on, you know, the pod there. It's like, this is the game they have to have. Like you, there's no other way around it. And now you set up this this game for Game Four on Mother's Day. That big turning point. Um, if you want to go back and look at the uh, the irony of that Lakers 2011, the Mother's Day massacre. <laughs> hey, you know hey. that they uh, they won Game Three against the Lakers in that series, well, and, and uh, also won Game One and Two as then, well. <laughs> shut up. And then. <laughs> The Mother's Day massacre happened, and uh, this game four is on Mother's Day. So, can we spend a, a couple minutes just, just <laughs> happy birthday, CP? <laughs> Jason Kidd said that after the game, it was Chris Paul's birthday. He had seven turnovers. It was the second most he's ever had in a playoff game. That's a stat I see going around too. That it's his most he had. It's not. It's the second most he had eight in a playoff game one time against the Spurs in 2013. Um, but he's he's had seven turnovers in a playoff game twice. Yeah. He's had seven or more turnovers in the regular season. You'll never guess this number. He's played 1,155 games. Guess how many times he's had seven or more turnovers? 28. Try again. Really? It's like a needle in a haystack here. 10. Um, 42. 10. <laughs> 10 out of 1,155 games in the regular season has Chris Paul had seven or more turnovers, and he had uh, that in this game. On- so just 12 times in his career. Happy birthday, CP. So 12 times. This is the 13th time in his entire career, playoffs and regular season, which that's like uh, 1,290 two games that's insane that this would happen so tomorrow we're gonna have another episode where we're gonna talk about okay what's sustainable from this win we're gonna talk about what you know the Mavs can take into game four and all that um but I do want to I do want to drop this tweet real quick Michelle Roberts the uh she was the president of the the Players Association Uh, I'm not sure she is anymore but uh (laughs) the Phoenix Suns tweeted out retweet if you love Chris Paul and Michelle Roberts said loving and wishing you the best born day yet P.S. No Scott Foster tonight. That's a cool present. Hey. Happy birthday, CP. Wait for that's Sunday, so, though. That's so wild that, that that was tweeted by the president of the players. Like They probably talk about that. Yeah, well, of course they talk about it. Enjoy the win. We talked about before the series. If the Mavs get a win, enjoy it. Celebrate it. It's worth it because this Suns team is really, really good. It's hard to get a win against them. And so celebrate it. We'll be back tomorrow with our uh, preview and uh, what is sustainable from this game. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. He's up. Boom.